0: One, two, three, back on the mic again, ready to rock. He's about to spit. About I was <laughs> dang it,
1: I missed something. I ain't <laughs> seen it for a minute.
0: <laughs> Barbara Cobb, success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia, and now Professionale Academy, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love is the Tri-City way, but you know what they say, spreading love is the only way to Crown Cuts way. We back at it. Two live, three live crew. Three live crew. Back in the session. That's the full roster.
1: Three six mafia.
0: Yeah, let y'all boys introduce yourself. Three the hard way. Uh, I'm,
1: ju- I'm just a guest now. Go ahead, host.
2: <laughs> uh, Jordan Barr from Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, J Bob on Instagram. River studi- studio, Studio Four Two Three. Now official. hundred percent official. Okay. Yeah. A blue check?
1: Got to pay yep. the paperwork. <laughs> he <been laughs> had the blue check.
2: Been had the blue check. Uh,
1: am I your barber? Uh, Marion, Virginia. Am I his barber shop? I'm, I'm happy to be back, been a lot of stuff going on, so just to be back is a blessing for sure. That's
0: what's up, and then we introduce yourself, guest, you know what I mean, you're the special
3: yeah.
0: guest with the most, try to get yeah. you on for the longest, man, but <laughs> hey, I'm honored to have you, introduce yourself.
3: Thank you, I'm Carmina, see so Mina be on Instagram, also Mina be chopping, and maybe I'll be having you guys on my podcast soon.
0: Oh yeah, Work. yes, that's what's people like. we'll do that, definitely, is. it's, it's always justification over here. Today that's we're right. going to drop a serious episode and just try to show love to the women in this industry, I don't think the women get enough love. I mean, most it, most people think it's a man-dominated field, but I love seeing women come into this industry because yeah. it just adds to our diversity of our industry and how big this thing is going. How big it's getting. It's okay. important to have you guys, and it's important for us to support you guys because that just shows that it's just one. Okay. It's one love, you know. Right. It's one love. So um. I always wanted. I like talking about because I went to a school to do a function a couple of weeks ago, and it was seventh and eighth graders, and it was unbelievable how many little girls wanted to be barbers, and I just made my heart smile. And I was sitting there talking to about like four hundred little kids, and all these little girls raised their hands in the seventh and eighth grade, said they want to be barbers, and I was just like, "That is amazing. That's that that's love right there," because. You would think it would be mostly all the boys, you know what I mean? I'm like, but the girls are like, so that's showing what social media is doing for us. That's what's showing um, what our industry, where it's going. It's reaching kids at a younger level. What do you guys think about that?
1: I mean, when people like Jordan making posts out here, man, who wouldn't want to be a barber? You know what I'm saying? Every time I see Jordan's post, I got barber more. I mean, barber is just a cool industry and people see, uh, you know, you can kind of be the master of your own time. You make good money. Uh, you can kind of put your own. I think that's, that's the thing about it is like you can put so much of yourself in it, like your own swag, like your own interests. You can add. That's what makes barbering cool, I think. And that's why people want to do it.
0: So before I, we get into you, Carmina, how does that make you feel? And all these little girls want to get into this industry. And that makes little...
3: me so happy. I've known that I wanted to do hair since I was probably like nine and maybe before. Um, and I think that. It's, uh, let me see, that passion that starts so early, it's something that carries through. And because I knew what I wanted to do so young, I really like watched it the whole time. And I had a focus of things that I wanted to accomplish. And I've gotten to accomplish all those things. And I want the same for everybody. And it just... Is, I mean, like for people of color, I think this is such a dope industry. And I say this on almost every podcast, um, that there are so many opportunities here in this particular industry that is not available in, un- in other industries. So that makes my heart like very happy.
0: I always thought the industry is one of the best career path that we can level up in. Because give you opportunity to really excel and do it on your level, however you want to do. You know, but before we get into that, talk about yourself, so where you are first off. And tell us how long you've been into this industry cutting hair. And what influenced you to get into the industry?
3: So I have been licensed for 23 years. <laughs> wow, dang. <laughs> yeah, 23 Hold years. On,
0: Craig, so so when you was born, you got you got a license. <laughs> yeah, when you were I was born, I was actually
3: like negative months. And I got my license. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I graduated at 17 and I went straight to, to Cosmo School. In um, Cosmo School, I loved... Cutting men's hair. First of all, they didn't teach us. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, push myself to learn stuff. And I want to know what other people don't know. So when the guys are coming, I'm like, nope, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I got really good. And I love cutting men's hair because I feel like it's. Like sculpting, right? It's like doing a piece of art, you know. Right. Uh, and it's so fast compared to doing like perms or cuts or colors or like anything like that. So, um, I also talked about this the other day. I also learned what loyal clients men are, so it worked really well for me. Um, and I grew up with a lot of boys, so I'm very sarcastic and I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> the guys can handle it, so it was a place that worked out for me really well. So, where um, you located? California. I'm what from part? the Bay Area, mm. from San Jose, and now I live in the Central Valley. So.
0: That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. So now you're 17, you know, you wanted to be a barber. And how long did it take you to hit that stride to where, after when you got into school, to where you was like, okay, I, I understand it. I get it.
3: I loved it. Honestly, um, I started on perm week and I wanted to quit school. <laughs>
2: most people do that's pretty common yeah. Yeah, that, that first I week
1: is
3: like, rough this is dumb uh i'm out and then when i learned cutting and i got my scissors in my hand oh my god i felt like for the first time i belonged somewhere for the first time like i was super confident in what i was doing and when i originally was going to school my dad was like that's not like a lot of people's parents especially back then you know especially being Mexican, that's not just like a hardworking, like job that you're going to stay in, you know, that you're getting a nine to five check. My dad was like, no, this is, don't go. You can't go. I don't want you to go. So I was already against that, you know? You're
0: you're already swimming upstream. Your parents was like, you're not going to,
3: you're not
0: going to be successful. You're not going to do good. That's not a good paying job. It's not. not (laughs) You think it's a
1: cultural thing? You think it is a cultural thing?
3: I do think it is just because like, Traditionally, like even my mom worked in the fields, you know, and then my dad, he's a machinist, just like real blue collar work that you could um, or like a medical assistant or something that was like way more traditional, you know. Um, But like I said, I went when I was 17, actually also got pregnant at 17. (laughs) I had to stop school. It's also cultural. I'm just kidding. Um. And then my ex-husband didn't want me to cut men's hair. He's like, no, you're going to flirt with dudes. You're going to talk to dudes. Like, But that's just where I really felt like I fit. So I was in salons for a long time and then finally like, got back into a shop. And it was just so good for me.
0: One of the key things that we try to talk about, because um, this is it's called Barber College Success. So we try to kind of start at the root, which is important. Because I think so many people focus on when barbers already there. Yeah. And everybody's focusing on the premature stage, that the, the stage where everybody is just trying to figure it out. Everybody's struggling. And and then you go to school in the first week and you think you should be the best in the first week. <laughs> and then here, like five, 10 years, and you understand like, man, I was trying to push myself too hard instead of pacing myself. Do you remember those times in school yeah. when you was trying to when you was wasn't giving yourself enough credit, and taking your time to learn?
3: Yes, I remember both. I remember when I thought I was super good. And then I remember when I wasn't good at all. <laughs> um, like I said, it was so natural for me to have a pair of scissors. So when I was cutting, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the shit like that, that, that. And then it just wasn't coming out anymore. So I really had to check myself and step back. And I'm like, OK, I'm here for a reason. And I took my book out and started doing my cuts like step by step and building back up. Um and really using those basics, which I still super use now.
0: So if if you were starting school now and just not know nothing about barbering, <laughs> what, what would you do different?
3: What would I do different? I don't even think I could pass that. <laughs> I actually, um, as a side note, I'm in barber school right now about to finish.
0: Oh, so you're doing and, reciprocation, just switching over. So it's your barber very- license.
3: Yeah, because I've been doing men's hair forever. I know how to use a razor. I've been on set doing men's hair just for a very long time, and I'm like, okay, I'm actually gonna become a barber because I'm already so ingrained in the barber world. And let me tell you, from going to school in ninety nine two thousand, <laughs> and going to school now as a forty one year old mob. <laughs> it's very, especially a barber school it's very very different
1: you charging school school prices for your cuts
3: the, <laughs> sincere, I, you <laughs> that's the serious And they
1: are doing crazy I'm you're charging 50 60 or are you charging the 10 dollars the... okay.
3: so um, i don't i'm not really in this behind the chair anymore i actually had surgery let me see if you can see my my scar oh word Ooh. yeah yeah so i can't be behind the chair all day but Is like
1: shoulder surgery you had shoulder surgery
3: I did. did and you I was wear good. the box. Yep. Oh dang. For a long time. A long time. <laughs> uh, and it was the worst pain so, recovery.
0: I'm curious, is that from cutting hair or just from like that? I
3: in- no, I injured myself at another job. I always had two jobs because I raised my kids alone. So I always oh. had a job and then I always had a regular job. Um, and I picked up this heavy box and I was done for oh. years.
1: See, I was gonna yeah. say because my shoulder sometimes I feel it. I ain't gonna lie when I lift. It
2: feel like you're doing shoulder workout. Yeah,
1: right? it be yeah. hurting sometimes. So I thought you're I like thought like it a was day. like hazard of the job type surgery.
0: Yep. So you're you're in barber school. Are you intending to going back into two cutting or you just you say are you doing something else? Or you want to teach? I don't
3: know, but I, I don't know if I could go back to full time. Um, I'm, I work with the cut. So right. I work with a lot of, um, just behind the scenes and business building stuff now, which is also amazing because again, from the time I went to school in 2000 to now, obviously the industry has super changed. And a thing that a lot of people realize is missing is the business side. So right. it's Fine. really cool. that I get to be like education wise, helping out where I had big holes.
0: Yeah, I had a conversation with the guys from the Cut one time and I told them one thing they should think about doing the guys OB up there and those guys is try to get a an app for schools. Cause yeah. I think that was that would be something that I would love to bring to my school. That would be dope, actually. Have an app just for schools. And I know they say they're gonna try and work on that. But the we app have- is a good brand. Shout out to the shout out to the cut.
3: Hey. Um, I love schools still to this day. I had actually When I was in school, I had a really good experience. Everybody would be like, this sucks. And to me, I'm like, what? I loved it. I loved learning. I loved hair. Like, I was so excited. But um, on the flip, I've gotten to teach barber theory for a long time. And I've also taught Cosmo. Um, And the way I taught was exactly the same. I taught all the stuff that I was missing. So I feel like it made me very, very well-rounded.
0: I think that's important. And I tell people all the time, even people who are in the industry who are cutting hair, If you really want to get versed in the skill, go back and start teaching it because Mm -hmm. a lot of students, they kind of cut corners when they're learning. They want to get it so fast and not ingraining themselves into the study of the art of cosmetology or barbering. And you miss out on so many intricate things. But when you start teaching, it becomes so fun to you and you become a better barber then.
2: I feel like when I was, uh, when I was going to the school for that little bit, um, it was hard for, it's It's actually kind of a skill itself to even be able to explain yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: to other students, especially from them, like, being, like, starting as a student to you now. It's kind of hard, like, you're trying to teach them about like, the advanced techniques, but you can't really do that. So it's like, you yeah. got to simple it down to where it's understandable. And it's kind of hard because it took me a little bit to, like, be able to explain myself because it's, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But uh, I, def- I, I do agree with that, though. I definitely could help it helped me a lot more being able to explain myself and also kind of lets you like refine what what you already know what to do i guess to be able to make
0: a little bit better so so being an educator now is it are, are you more sympathetic to students or are you like um hey you can do this stop playing around stop bsing
3: i'm a thousand percent bold because I do have four kids and I can tell when somebody's super BSing and I'd be like, stop playing. I've seen you do better, you know, that tough love. But I also understand that it's very technical and not everybody, first of all, has the same reading level even. Right. And if they don't right. have a good reading level, then they don't have a good comprehension. Exactly. A good comprehension level. Um, so, ex- you know, ex- using simplicity to explain things is definitely really important. And I think you don't understand before you're explaining it, how many steps are involved in something right. until you start like, okay, take out the scissors. Okay. Hold the scissors like this. Make sure you're using the small side of your comb, like to control your sections or when you're verbalizing, your like, it's so much.
1: I remember when I was teaching the class and I was teaching fading and I was like, okay, I'm going to go in with a, a one and a half, a, a one open. And they're like, well, what's a one? I'm uh-huh. like, okay. And, you know, and then they're like, well, what, what's open? I'm open. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you, you, you really just got to start with nothing. You got realize they don't know anything. They don't know yep. nothing.
0: So do you think YouTube does a, a disservice or, or, or is it? <laughs> you dropped your head.
3: So I think, first of all, one of the things I'm going to go back a little bit because one of the, the challenges with teaching now too is that. These dudes can cut, right? right. These girls could cut like fire, probably better than I'll ever be able to cut. But they don't know why or how behind what they're doing, right? So that's very difficult because they're already so good, so they think they're the the shit. But you're like, wait a minute, we gotta like take it <laughs> take it back a little bit. Plus, yeah, we I want really you to you back in. Yeah, plus we want you to pass the board, right? Right. <laughs> but, um. So YouTube, I think it's. Uh. I've always thought this that it's a little bit disheartening because i feel like a video could take somebody 10 hours yes and then they edit it to like 2 minutes or whatever it is you know so people think like oh my god i'm not doing this fire ass cut like in 5 minutes i suck like <laughs> so i just don't want people to um like gauge themselves against that and
0: and that's important because and and we have we right now we're in over like 66 countries around the world and a lot of the questions we get from students are like, "I've been cutting hair, and this guy next door next to me, he's cutting really good, and I don't think I'm good, and that he gets more most of the haircuts in the in the class in the school." And I'm like, "Don't put no pressure on yourself. It's gonna come. The key for you now is just immerse yourself into that textbook.
3: Yep. You don't know and how long- it, the cuts yes. like." They don't want to take the cuts, like take the damn cuts. How are you supposed (laughs) to learn if you don't take the cuts? I did a whole uh, like rant on Insta. I was like, school is for you to F up, like take the cuts, F up, F up, F up. That's why you're there. That's why people are coming in. You have a demographic that that's their price point for haircuts. You know what I'm saying? So they're available for you to take as clients. Like take advantage of that.
0: The cuts. <laughs> then you have the students who are like almost getting ready to graduate and they feel like I need to take no more cuts. I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm, a like, woman. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Or then towards the end they stop coming. I'm like, you need the reps. You need the reps. You need the reps because it takes from my from my analogy, just from watching students over the years and over time, I think from a time someone comes into school, they graduate, by the time they hit their peak, it takes about about two and a half to three years, maybe a little bit more before you hit your peak. Mm. And I try to explain it to students all the time, but a lot of them are like, I'm not good in in, in a month. I'm not good in two months. And they put so much pressure on themselves and don't understand you need to see clients. You can't shortcut the process. You need to see different texture different head shapes and yep. you're not going to see all of those in a month, a month yeah or two months or six months what do you think am i
1: i mean i, th- I still run the textures that i i'm not ready for yeah. sometimes even to this day i mean i've been in it about five years now and i've taught and I've, I, i'm blessed to cut every type of ethnicity that you can i mean that i as far as i've come across you know but i still run the textures where I, like it takes me two or three cuts just to get through it so there's at no point have I felt like I've ever hit, like there's not, there's never a time that you can't learn. And, and that's, it's frustrating when you, when you see students, it's almost like children. Like, you know, you, you got just like a child. Like I remember when you was using diapers, now you telling me you're going to take the car. Now you take, the, you know, it's like same thing with students. It's like, I remember when you were scared to even cut hair now you tell me you don't want haircuts. Like that makes no sense to me. <laughs> it don't make any sense to me. I
0: mean, that's a great point that you, that you just made. There's never a point where you can't learn.
2: Never. You're always gonna keep learning until you stop cutting here.
0: There's never a point where you can't learn. <laughs> and for us who are experienced, coming yourself, Jordan and I, and we keep reiterating this to students: "Like, hey, this is the process. <laughs> this is the process." And some of them still fight it, and 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 it just sometimes—not just sometimes—but it just delays your process. It, it delays your process of being good. And it's your
3: own mind.
0: You're beating yourself up for something that if you just take your time and listen to someone with experience, who have done it before you, majority of time they're going to put you in the right direction. Yep.
1: So you, so you work with a cut and you, you talk about building businesses. Uh, is there any common uh, questions or maybe uh, any common mistakes that you see young business owners or barbershop owners doing?
3: I think um, no matter what app you're using, not, paying attention to like what you're making or keeping track of it somehow. And again, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, in the barbering industry because they're probably not school people. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody doesn't know what, like what spreadsheet to use or what program to use. So I feel like apps make that really, really simple. And I think it's really important. Again, just whatever app you're using or whatever method you're using to keep track of your money.
0: I mean, I think it's important because some of the worst advice most people was given to like people coming out of this industry like several years ago was like, "Don't track your income, don't track <laughs> your income." I'm like, that's so stupid because you can't grow. How'd you cash? Uh,
2: yeah, that's 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 one thing where I messed up because last year I didn't really. Do the taxes the way I was supposed to. I'm, I'm going to admit that. You don't find but,
1: that teacher. I go buy a car. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then after that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me just do this the right way. So I'm mean, it's just a learning experience. Jordan I mean, made six
1: thousand a- dollars last year. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now try to take out a business loan. And they was like, what?
1: No, what? I was like, hey. you made twenty-five
0: dollars a week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How that work? <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: I mean, but but it's but it is important. Like you said, no matter what app you're using, it's important yeah. to track your income because. Well, I one of the key things people do, because every barber hits that time when they the money starts coming in, they feel comfortable, and now they want to make a business transaction. Yes. Or you want to buy a car.
3: They're all the buy- back like, what money? <laughs> yeah. Or you want to buy a yeah. house. You know,
0: what I mean? because we're in a cash cow business where we have money in our hands every day. So we should be thinking about not today, but tomorrow. How do we invest this money? How do we begin to make this money work for us?
3: a thousand percent and i think because we are like we have a big wave of young people in our industry right now and when you give young people hella cash what are they gonna do you know what i'm saying um and that's how it screws them and the same thing for celebrities like a lot of celebrities have gone bankrupt because right. of the exact same thing they're young got hella money and then ran them up, you know so i feel like we're lucky enough now to have social media and not lucky to have social media. We have so much information and then so much of a lack of information.
0: <laughs> Financial literacy is a must. I mean, again, so shout out to the Cut app because what they're doing with these apps, they're holding people, shout out, they're holding people accountable. Letting them put their feet to the fire to progress in the right way. Because... And we're also trying
3: to push um, that it's not a hustle, right? Like it's actually a business. It's yeah. not a hustle. a business and that's um i think something especially for the ogs who haven't tracked their stuff you know what i'm saying um or who still have that mindset is one of the things that i really like about working for the ass because when i bring them on i'm like oh like look you could do this stuff you know what i mean and that makes me so happy because that's changing that mindset in a good way too and that's just so important like to not only um i don't think it's competing. But just to stay, like, with the times, which is not always easy to change.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Change, change is uncomfortable sometimes, and it's hard. But that's the only way you're going to grow. Without change, Yeah, change is, it is uncomfortable. But if you want to grow, you have to go through that process. You know what I mean? And I, I think at the core right now, just working with students and letting them know it's important. These things are essential to your growth.
1: I've started getting addicted to uncomfortable, like, <laughs> i hate I hate being comfortable because like I feel like i'm I'm waiting for something to happen. I'd rather go make something happen yeah. instead of waiting for something to happen. and I, I've and for the last few years, I just i can't when I find myself sitting around, I'm like, man, let's make this harder. like how can we upgrade? How can we make this more difficult?
3: right? I love it. I was- start, can I circle sorry, can I circle back a little bit to something that we were talking about, and that was about like, taking clients and making sure that you know you keep working even though you've been in school but i think it's not just about learning hair types textures and all that stuff it's about actually learning to work with people like there's amazing people there's people that are assholes you know what i mean there's people that are in good moods all the time or whatever there's business people and it's so important to know how to work with like all those type of people first of all so you know what works for you and what doesn't but just to build those skills because that doesn't come normal for a lot of people.
0: Those soft skills. Yes. Soft skills are so valuable. We've talked about that so many times. And one of, one of the key things, one of the best way in my school that we've figured out to help students um, work, acquire soft skills or pick up soft skills is we have this, this guy, he has Down syndrome. And just his aura, just his attitude, He's our greeter at the school, oh. and I think he's one of the best persons to help the students at the school learn soft skills because he's always smiling. He's always greeting you with both hands, saying hello, and mm. you can't raise your voice to him. Yeah. You have to drop your voice to get to, for him to understand you, for you to understand him, and I think that's one of the best things we've done in our school
3: to help students
0: that. acquire the soft skills because soft skills sometimes is just being tentative. Softness yeah. is just dropping your voice and being understanding and smiling. Yep. You can't help but go up to Matthew and not greet him with a smile mm-hmm. and understand what he's saying. Yep. And he goes around the school and greets everyone. And if oh, you're in a wow. bad mood, he will the- come to- <laughs> he doesn't even know if you're in a bad mood. Yeah. But he will change your narrative instantly. And that's one of the best ways that I have figured out to help in my school is having someone come in with like, on that level to teach soft skills.
3: Yeah. And that's, again, not everybody's taught that. Like some people grew up in very aggressive households or very like abusive households. And they literally just don't know how to smile at people or why, or the value or benefit of it. And it seems so simple. And it's not, if you're not taught that.
0: Right. But that's important in our, in our, not just our industry, but in every industry, Yeah, customer service is valuable. That's how you're going to make your money. If you're yeah. terrible at it, People are not going to come back. People remember that. People remember how you treat them, how you talk to them. And it's a... It's,
3: students, oh, go ahead. No, after you. No, so I would tell my students all the time, like, why would people want to come and give you money? Like, the way you are right now, I would not want to give you my money. I would try to make them think, like, all the time like that, you know? So when they go out, that would trigger in their minds. But it's a thousand percent true, too, because, like, why would somebody want to come and spend their valuable time with you, their hard-earned money with you, or bring their family to you, you know, if you're some type of way.
0: Especially the way haircut prices is going up.
3: Yes. <laughs> like you need something to accompany that and to mm-hmm. substantiate those prices. Yes.
0: And
1: it's something that you can learn. You can get better at. I think if you're not and, and it took me some time. I mean, I've always been kind of a able to speak to people, but when you first start cutting hair, you're just worried about the haircut. Yeah. So like you can't focus on speaking and cutting <laughs> at the same time. That was a hard thing for me to learn. And I mean, if you're not a great talker, you can just practice on being a good listener and so mm. you know while you're doing that. So it, it's it's things you can learn. I had to speak to a young kid the other day. He was 18, getting ready to be a barber, and he's like, "Man, I'm scared of that part." And I'm like, "You just got to practice. Just start conversations with people just you know just start talking to people you know it's 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 it's, it's easy to learn it just you just got to be willing to do it put yourself out there Put
2: yourself, make yourself uncomfortable
1: oh yeah
0: and, and like we we've talked about it said previously i think most barbers are introverts you start into the industry being an introvert but because of our industry, you're kind of because your clients don't know you're an introvert and your clients sometimes <laughs> they're going to pepper you, pepper you with questions. I just want to get to know who they spending money with. I mm-hmm. just want to get to know that, hey, are you going to be consistent? Are you respectful? Are you going to be there when I need you, when I call you? And all those things takes time to build. And when people feel comfortable with you in that manner, when they can talk to you and know that you're consistent, you're predictable, mm-hmm. you're someone that they can count on then they don't mind spending money with you then they don't mind patronizing your business and saying you know what here's a tip here's something for christmas here's something for your birthday because you've been consistent and you had a great attitude while doing it
1: would you would you classify yourself as an introvert or an extrovert
3: i'm both so i'm very like life of the party but when I'm at home, I will literally sit, like, in a dark corner with the lights off. My kids will be like, you know, come over Like, why is it dark in here? With your coffee mug. So I definitely <laughs> need time to come off. Like, if I go to a show, you know, like, at, let's say the Las Vegas show, I was interviewing and going hard, like, the whole time. They wanted me to go out after. I just, like, couldn't physically make myself do it. I was like, I need to go and, like, wash everybody off, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: So what's the life like going from sh- from the different shows to show? Is it exhausting or is it, do you enjoy, I'm sure you enjoy doing it, but what's pros and cons?
3: Um, I think it's really fun to see because I've been around so much, like new stuff. I get really excited, yes. like <laughs> when I see something new, right? That I haven't seen for. Likewise. Um uh, like Westech, right? I don't know if you've met the boys from Wes Tech. I love them. Um, but they have like a guard that you um it basically goes through like three different um... Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um is that the blur I...
0: guard? Yeah, It goes like oh, um, it's not, it's, not fall, it's like the blur. It goes to like the full guard, right? From yeah, the, yeah.
3: So it's an attachment, you um screw it on your clippers, and then you can go through d- four different adjustments. Oh, and wow. that's dope. And I mean, that's so simple. And I, you know what I mean? Like, so stuff like that really excites me. I'm trying, there was something else that I seen the other day and it's not coming to me, but, um, I was like, oh shit, that's amazing. Like I've never seen that, you know, um, the cons are traveling and money. (laughs) For sure. Um, there are so many shows. Like I'm gonna go to the MLB show in Chicago. I'm really excited about it. But there's another show in Texas, like I think the week before. And I'm like, shit, dude, like I really want to go to both shows.
0: <laughs> you gotta try and you gotta try and figure which one is gonna be. Yes. But but it would be nice just to go there. Like I think we need like a, a reporter, like a, a barber reporter that just goes like like a sportscaster. You know, we need a barber reporter. <laughs> We
1: get they got the I view TV, those guys.
0: I mean, but just you know, what I mean, just something that like every night we can come up to and just look at. We have that 30-minute section of what's going on, you know. What I mean? <laughs> like a bigger, what's new
2: in the barber world.
0: You should be that. the Stephen A, you're the barber Stephen oh. A. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no,
1: we don't oh, need and one of those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's laughs> broadcasting you in your favorite, what's your favorite spot? Madagascar. Yeah, you don't have me out there in Madagascar <laughs> doing a haircut. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be dope. We have a our own little barber TV. Well, bus time in New York. Um, my man Ian, he got a little broadcasting. He's and, and I think it's gonna
1: take off. Yeah, you should do it, Craig.
0: Yeah, I mean, I this, I think it's <laughs> gonna be a combination of all of us because we gonna have we gonna need reporters from coast to coast. You need a boom for
2: every every state. Uh, know,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I, I
2: had a boom mic
0: like this, but <laughs> I was in, our industry is so loved and it's taking off so in, in so many places. And one of the things. That I that I I think it's gonna be an issue here. There are a lot of barbers, celebs, celebrity, so called barbers who don't show love to other barbers. You see them sometimes. They don't want to she speak to that. no. They don't want to speak to nobody. You yeah. up there hot, You're like, oh, man, I'm like dude. You was a barber just like everybody else. Show love. Talk to bring mm-hmm. someone up behind you who aspired to be in that position. Like fame you. got to him. Which
3: yeah. on the flip. The celebrity barbers that talk to the students and stuff. Oh, my right. God. Like, they get so happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout them out. And yeah. I love love. I share so much. Like, I try to share... People all day are sending me stuff to share for them because they know I will give them love. It's so right. funny.
0: That's important.
3: Yeah. Right,
0: but there's some dudes who, like, they'll get, like. Yeah. For <laughs> like, what? Dude. <laughs> yeah, what, what you getting yeah. at you know what i'm saying it's, it's uh, and, and that's what's that's what's giving our industry kind of like a a tough you know what i mean a, a tough judge
3: yeah
0: you know what i mean because the, the industry is it should be all love it's, it's a fraternity once you're a barber and you work hard you, you got your license you you in this fraternity it should be just all love across the board
1: that also creates unreal expectations for students it seems like a lot of people like you'll see barbers show where they're at and then they'll show where they started but they never show that like transition period i feel like they don't they leave they'll show you that like been in school haircut but they don't show you that been in the shop for like three months or a year haircut Mm -hmm. that stuff usually ends up getting deleted because you're somewhere in between like the better (laughs) the best you can be versus the worst that you were and people
0: just end up deleting all that you know say i've deleted a few pictures or something but but i don't think nobody should delete no pictures i mean that's part of your journey
2: i think i still have every single picture from school to. To now, I'm gonna go share it on my story. You still go- got on my Instagram, <laughs> all my haircuts from school to the middle to now. It, it,
0: so, it's really a story when people see how hard it was, yeah. the whole journey, not part of the journey, not when you. I mean, I've heard some students say, "I don't want nobody to see my bad haircuts." <laughs> so how do they know you? You just came out the womb. Good,
3: yeah.
2: Nobody starts out running, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, unless you just a. a a freak!
0: You just came out the womb it's like, <laughs> Freaking saying at, at, at one month, one day old came out the womb and you on your feet walking, running. <laughs> Where's
3: that at?
1: So do you still take clients? Do you still cut it all? Do you cut any?
3: Yeah, I do. It's mostly like if I go on set, um, I do like a lot of corporate work. So I'll do work for like, um, if there's big speaking engagements mm-hmm. or if corporate companies are having, um, like photo shoots or if they're doing in-house videos and stuff like that. So, It's really cool because there's different ways that you can do hair, be a barber, and it's not always behind the chair. And I'm really fortunate that I got to do that. Um, And it's really different. So So
0: talk about the different ways in in, in your experience uh, that you know of besides being behind the chair, because I talk about that to the students a lot of times, but they need to hear from other people as well.
3: So I will tell you a thousand percent weddings, like money, money, money. I had the opportunity to become, um, to specialize in Indian bridal for Mm -hmm. hair and makeup. And then with that, you know, I built up a network and I also do men's grooming for Indian weddings. And first of all, their weddings are hella days, right? Like three to seven days and hella events. Um, And just because for weddings period, you're traveling, you know, because most are going to be like at different venues, hotels and things like that. Um, and they're going to be for long periods of time. You can do like bachelor parties. So that's cool ways that you can make a lot of money in a day and not have to be behind the chair. And you can make as much in a day as you could like in a few days of being behind the chair. And it's way less exhausting. And, um, it's important because being behind the chairs hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like your shoulder, your back, your feet, like,
0: but that's the importance of being versatile when you're in school. There should be no dead time. Learn as much as you can because a lot of students just focus on their strengths, that fade. Yes. You're just going to do fade for the whole month or the whole year (laughs) you're in school. There's more to that. So I know at times when we initially started like, man, doing the the perms, but those perms are some things that some of those guys at the weddings might want.
3: Yeah. So I have a homie who is, uh, he's a barber in San Francisco and he's an ambassador for Curl Cult which is so dope cuz he's an educator for perms and he's a barber right. which is um another cool kind of newer facet in the industry so that's just so amazing
0: and, and but that's the importance of that It's like hey it's okay to be versatile yes. and so cuz some of the best barbers that I know know of started in cosmetology school yep they didn't go to barber school
3: yeah but they
0: became barbers afterwards you know what I mean? So that's dope. That's for I'm-
3: razor, you know what I'm saying? Like we, Cosmo has so much encapsulated in the license, and then you got to go back for two five hundred hours for for the razor.
0: Like <laughs>
2: right. it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like Titan, you ever heard the Titan barber? Yeah, Titan barber's titan- oh,
0: dude. dude, Colorado
2: dude is amazing,
3: fire.
1: Uh, he's in Colorado.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's the. He was a cosmetologist, and then he. Transfer to Auburn. He's a real nice guy. He knows, yeah. He he knows how to do absolutely everything and anything. Like it's crazy, dude's haircuts are fun to
0: watch. And that's the point. You know what I mean? You focusing so much on the fade. The fade is going to (laughs) come. Yeah, I think the fade is probably the easiest thing to come. But you get enamored with it because that's all we see on like on um, YouTube, Instagram. Just that nice fade. After a while, what about the top? What about you know? What about the extra stuff? What about the shares? What about the, the 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 perm? What about the color? What about the the whole nine, the shebang, you know what I mean? You want to be able to do, cause I, the more you learn, the more you earn hands down.
3: Yeah. And then on the flip side too, I feel like all that's fluff. Sometimes is too much. And the thing, the most basic thing you're going to make money on is like an old school gentleman just cut the two on know?
1: the sides. Just, oh, yeah, just enough and, to push over. Yeah. <laughs> and I, tried
3: to, I was, um, uh, my God, I had after COVID, I like lost my memory so bad. So that's why like get so, sometimes it's so frustrating. But I was an assistant director at a barber college and I was on the floor. And to me, like I went to school at a Cosmo school that was there in the fifties. And it was like very structured. And it was like, you were, you're working all day or you're working on a doll, like all day. And these dudes are just like milling around. I'm, like, no, you guys need to learn something. So I had an instructor who was really like jaded, which broke my heart, but everyone was into like these hard dope fades. Right. And I was like, you guys need to learn how to do like a pomp, Right? right, so we're gonna watch it, and then I'm gonna show you how to do it. So I put like a Rusal video on, Word. um, so they can learn how to do a pump. And they were just like not into it. And even the instructor was like, "You don't need to know how to do that." What? And I'm like, "Yeah." And I was like, "If you only know how to cut hair one way, dude, you don't know how to cut hair. You know You're what I mean?
0: You don't know how to make money."
3: Yeah, and it just it broke my heart. And I know he was jaded, and he was like. Telling the students like, "Oh, you can't charge that much," and I'm like, "We need to fire this guy immediately."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? That's I mean, you should encourage creativity. Yeah, he's yeah. setting boundaries. You setting should, boundaries you should, for uh, you. Uh, ain't students. doing as, as as many different just being as because how how do you, you the question for him? How do you set? How do you set yourself apart then? How do
3: you that, set yourself apart? Is that, that,
0: that was that, a question for him, but the Jaden is That's true. Yeah, a
3: thousand percent.
0: Because <laughs> you want everybody to be the same
3: exactly how do you go
0: set yourself apart
1: It sounds like he has some insecurities about doing those type of haircuts anyways himself (laughs)
2: yeah
3: so i think he had a lot of strengths because he was actually an educator like a teacher and they thought that would translate and i feel like it just didn't (laughs) but yeah you do that's such an important thing is to set yourself apart because again people are coming to spend money on you and like why would they spend their money on you and why wouldn't they spend it like across the street or whatever
0: Right. I mean, after a while, all, all, I mean, you, you gotta be able to do a fade. Now you gotta be able to do a, yeah. a good haircut, but after a while, your fade is going to look just as good as mine's. is going to look just as good as yours.
3: Not I even was- that. What if your clippers break? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if your edger breaks? Like,
0: What if your your guard falls? What if something, yeah, yeah, your guard just, somebody steals your guard off your station. Uh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you need to know how to fix it. You need to know how to to keep it moving. You know, what are you going to do? Send them out? No, you're going to finish your cut. And if you really don't, you're not very well-rounded and you're not willing to learn like some creative techniques, you know you're gonna be stuck in that situation, and if you're ever working on set, you'll be f- effed. I don't <laughs> like, well, you, well, you,
0: well, you're not gonna work on set first off if you're exactly. not creative.
3: If, well, you just if, do... if if you lose something on set, like there's no way to go get it, there's no way to borrow it from another barber. You know what I'm saying? Like you're screwed. So you really need to be you gotta like make it happen. Skills, yeah, yeah.
0: You, you, you gotta have that tool chest. Yes. Be able to go in that tool chest, dig in there, pull just something out to yeah, to make something <laughs> well, happen.
1: When you say on set, what do you mean when you say on set? I know so, I mean it's like an industry term, but I like what do you mean when you say on set? For
3: sure. So if you're film if you're filming, you know, um if you're doing a commercial, if you're working on a campaign, you know, and you are anything having to do with being filmed and putting out any type of video content or or actual commercials. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's so much now because every yeah. other commercial you see there's a barber scene. Yep. And that shows the love that we have in this industry.
3: That was, I, I get so excited. I'm like, oh my God, that's a barber. Like, <laughs> I like oh, that's a dope shop over there. i like, oh, I bet that dude's a barber. Like, <laughs> I mean,
0: in almost every everything on TV, every commercial, there's a barber yeah. scene. Every scene. You can't go without uh, watching an hour worth of television without commercials come on and there's not a barber scene or some type of, something in our industry field
3: before I couldn't even before, like I would say barber has really become mainstream. What like in the last eight years, yeah. which is yeah. so I was so excited because I was like, finally, cause I love cutting men's hair and like, cosmos didn't go and watch barbara education cosmos i mean women just period couldn't go into shops like i had hair short hair like pink like Halle berry forever and i couldn't go and get an actual men's haircut which would have looked way better because women were so scared to cut <laughs> my hair because <laughs> i couldn't go into a shop you know what i mean like so why couldn't, I, why couldn't
0: you why why you feel that you why
3: because you just back then i had that cut from the time i was a till I was maybe like 28 or something so this was like years ago and like 30 years ago <laughs> and that just wasn't a thing you know what I'm saying like there's you just didn't go into sh- barbershops like that would have been weird and the uncomfortable were, yeah, yeah one I, of
0: my f- yeah, one of my friends, she's like a globe trotter. She does this um, vlog and talks about, about traveling. And I think she was in Amsterdam last week. And she shared, she showed on her, one of her videos that she would and got her hair done at a barbershop. And oh she had God. all long flowing locks. And the dude came up in there. He diced it up and hooked her up. And she <laughs> emphasized, got my hair done at a barbershop. Yeah. So, So that was dope seeing that he was versatile enough like that in Amsterdam to do and it was an African American woman and she had long hair to her shoulders and she was just so happy. I'm like, that's what's up.
3: Yes. Which <laughs> again you wouldn't have seen that even five years ago, you know? Yep. Cause I mean, and it goes both ways too.
0: Yeah. Um where a lot of women with long hair like I'm not going to a barbershop. They're gonna jump <laughs> <gotta be laughs> <out."> But now <laughs> you,
3: you,
0: you gotta be able to be versatile with somebody can just come sit in your chair and you could just do whatever.
3: What do you I, what do you oh I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, what do you feel like uh, one of the most noticeable changes you've seen in the barber industry in the last few years, like maybe even having it right now?
3: The, um, Put you on the spot. Women. No, of course, women being not just in the industry, but spotlighted and being celebrated. That's um, big. Yeah, it's huge. And I think just the education, like I wanted to see barber education forever. And it just was, was there even barber education before eight years ago? <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> I, I, I think there were, there there was because they, were, they had like shows, um hair shows back then, but it wasn't as prevalent because there are yeah. a lot of barbers who have been cutting it for five, 10, 15, 20 years who has never even been to a, a hair show. Yeah. Or even been to a consumer education course and don't understand the importance of going to those things. You know, and they just stuck in the same yes. rat race, that same mold and, and can't figure out why they can't grow because you That's haven't. Actually,
3: been... I love that you said that because somebody put this on Facebook the other day and and it was like, why do people leave their, I think it was their hairstylist, but I'm assuming it's for barbers too. But one mm-hmm. of the reasons that people leave is because their barber doesn't change it up or their hairstylist doesn't change it up. They're always exactly the same. They never recommend anything. So Nothing. then clients leave to go where they're going to get something new
0: there's some barbers who don't even sell product who don't even know how to sell okay. product how to incorporate product into your craft how to teach people how to style or or take care of their hair that's the important part of being a barber yes. how to style the hair how to take care of your hair and the, the thought process is if i teach them how to do it they won't come back they're gonna come back <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's literally nowhere else to learn like you should know, like you're the hair doctor. You know what I'm saying. You know everything. You should know everything about hair to be able to give them knowledge. Because, seriously, like, where else are you going to go to learn about hair?
0: Right, it's and, overwhelming. And, and 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 also, there's a ton of people who like. I spoke to a barber the other day, and he he said he's burnt out, and one of the reasons I think he's burnt out is some of the same things we're talking about. He he's a really great barber. I'm not even call his mm-hmm. name. He's really great barber. But he keeps thinking about wanting to change and get out, get out of the industry. And one of the reasons I think is he's just been in this monotony, Mm -hmm. and sometimes cutting hair can become like an assembly line where you're just doing the same thing over and over again, and that gets boring. You got to switch it up
3: and have people around you that are also interested in doing. Yeah, not uh, very positive. That's so Mm -hmm. important. But also want to grow. If you're in the same with all the same people who are like this, you're always gonna stay like this, you know? Stagnant. Yeah.
0: And that's one of the importance of why we started the podcast. Just kind of, kind of give students around the world, around the country, a sense of what barbering is, what this industry is, where you can take it, where you can go. And that's why I try to shout out and bring as many an eclectic, different people from around the world to show that hey. We all start out the same place and we all have some of the same issues. We all have some of the same anxiety that we had as far as cutting hair. But if you trust the process and you put into it something, a lot of great things, you're going to get some great things out of it.
3: Just some effort. like <laughs> Just try, you know, you're, you've already signed up, right? It's not cheap. You're already dedicating your time. Right. You're already having time away from your family. You might as well make the most of it. You're already gonna be there. So why not absorb and take in everything you can? That's your opportunity again to mess up, you know. But it's also your opportunity just to learn. And you never know who the students in your class are gonna end up being. Like they might be a 360 Jeezy or something gone. Right. You know, I'm the kind of person who puts who wants to put everybody on. Like I'm always connecting people and You know, that's important to me, but build that
0: relationship, relationship, relationship matters.
3: Like with the students, you have to show me that you're worth recommending to somebody, you know, because you don't know who I know. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) And that's a good point. A lot of students miss their opportunity in school because they make Mm -hmm. the experience so terrible and that they don't build relationships. They go there and they just are really angry for some reason. You don't know what. Yeah. Sometimes And you got to look at yourself when you're that angry because yeah. that should be a good, fun time in your life. You're going to look back and see like, man, I had some good times. I made some good friends. I made some good connections. Those things are important.
3: I still have a friend <laughs> to this day that I made in beauty school. <laughs>
0: Let me actually, I want everybody to answer this question. Um, I was thinking about it for the past couple of days, even months. And I think a lot of barbers out there are thinking the same way. Do your number of followers at every time dictate how much money you're gonna make? The no- the, one was on? the number of followers that you have dictate how much money you're gonna make. Sometimes
2: I feel like it does. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does. I feel like for his visual aspect, um, somebody that's hasn't been to you and somebody refers you to the Instagram, they might look at your followers and be like, "Dang, this dude actually might be something, something good," you know. But I wouldn't say it really matters, but
0: it, 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 to an extent. But extent, yeah. I, but but a lot of barbers have that misconception. That's the only way they can make money. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Carmina?
3: <laughs> First of all, um no. <laughs> I think historically what the numbers are, I like 1% of followers are actually booking and paying clients, which is extremely low. Um I think if your goal is to get paid from content. That's uh-huh. different. If right. your goal is to get actual paying clients, that's another thing.
0: Yeah, and and I and I heard this barber say that a while back, and I'm like, that makes sense because a lot of barbers are just trying to build up their follows, but everybody's gonna get paid from
3: that. Nope, it's gonna be. One thing, people will be tagging different places. I do that. Like I'll post something and then I'll put New York. Like I don't want clients from New York. You know what I'm saying? Like I want local clients. You're going to book me every day. Um, But I feel like if you're putting so much effort into making dope content, that's taking away from you being behind the chair and working on on actual clients. That's why I'm saying like you kind of have to pick which one is important to you. Um And if you're fully booked behind the chair, you're probably not going to have a ton of content because you're actually working, you know? So uh, this is what I'm really torn on. I don't think that followers translate into money.
0: I'm kind of split down the middle with that too, but I, I just don't want barbers out there to get discouraged because they don't have someone following
3: them. Yeah, no.
0: Because a lot of barbers get discouraged if they make something, some type of content and they get two or three likes.
3: Yeah.
1: When, when, I, when I first started... Um, I would do like I would hashtag hashtag tag 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 clipper companies tag 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 yeah. products and I was like, bump that so I quit I don't tag nothing except the person I take the picture of. I don't put no hashtags on there. I'm like this I make the content for me because I like making good content, you know what I'm saying and I,
0: it has to be organic yeah, yeah. if people yeah. like it and somebody wants it, even like someone a a a brand, they'll specifically see what they want and they'll grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of split down the middle. Just don't get discouraged because you don't get the uh, like 10 likes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get discouraged because it's not coming so fast like you want it. Yes. It has to come from the heart and the soul. And when you believe in yourself and you you mold yourself into that bar you're going to be, people will see it.
2: I feel like once you you're in, you're in the industry and cutting air for a couple of years, I feel like it kind of That's a natural thing that you end up becoming to realize. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that first when I was coming out of school, I was, you know, I was just doing like Emma, like how Emma was saying, I was trying my best to figure out what's what to do to make me blow up and what to make people see my haircuts. And after a while, it's like it gets tiring because you tire yourself out even just thinking of content. Like it's just like
1: Well, you can I mean if you if that's what you want for if you're if you're a barber and you're listening, if that's what you want, if you want that. You could do that. You just have to be consistent with your posts. It's just like barbering. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it. You stay consistent and just continue. You'll grow, 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 and you'll know what people want. If that's what you want out of it. Now, not everybody wants that. And some people think they want it and then they get it and it's not what they think it is. No, it's not what they think it is.
0: But to grow is just simple. To grow sometimes is just simple. Show up early, leave late, have good customer service, have soft skills, treat people well, and- Be willing to grow. And be be willing to grow. Willing to take advice, go to hair shows, Connect with people, build relationships. Those things are underrated. It's those things are better than likes.
3: You grow organically. Because I have been doing it for so long that I was really successful without before social media was like even invented. That it's just
1: like <laughs> I know you had MySpace. Don't even do that. <laughs> I did, but
3: I already had kids too.
1: <laughs> Bebo. Um,
3: but um so I was really successful behind the chair without having any of that. So to me, it's just like an extra fun thing. You know what I mean? Um, To me, like I would go everywhere and take cards. Like that's the old school, regular ass way that you would do stuff. You know, Hey, I'm Carmina. Like I cut hair. Hey, I'm Carmina. Like I remember one time I went to this, um, a shoe store and I was like, Hey, I'm Carmina. What's up? Like I cut men's hair. And he's like, do you cut Chinese hair? And I was like, I cut hair, you
0: know. <laughs> That's
3: what's up. He's like, but do you cut Chinese hair? I was like, I cut, I cut hair, hair. <laughs> with that confidence. Yeah. And I could he he did have he did have really thick, straight hair. I <laughs> said, <laughs> but like hey, that,
2: that junk, that junk's scary, especially if you ain't never done it before. Oh my god. She's like, oh my god, it.
3: It's like cutting an afro because it's like so straight, you know what i say You're like literally shaping it with the mm-hmm. clippers, but yeah, I was like, Yeah, I know how to cut hair, but I
1: do come in a shop with his friend, he's a college student. And he's a brother with Afro and he had had an appointment book with me. And he's like, can you cut my hair? I was like, "What, what do you mean? He's like, my hair, I mean, like, you, you mean black hair? I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. He's like, really? I was like, nah, i will just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: yep,
3: You'd be shook because I could hella fade, like, black hair. But it's just because I was willing to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, when everybody would come to school, I'd be like, yep, I could do that. Even if I couldn't do it, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I've done that before. But,
0: like, yeah. but the point is, you're <laughs> in school, and that's when you should try it. You know, even if you yes. mess up, that's when you got to refine it and learn and get better. Yep. To you, right? Then
2: you can ask questions while you're there, like, instead of, like, having to do it. Like when we used to have a problem with this, like people wouldn't cut the cut wouldn't cut like people's hair at the school. They would cut the people's hair at their house. Yep. And then they be like, "Man, I I don't I don't want to bring them to the school because the school I'm not getting paid my money. So because the, the school is getting paid the money, I'm not being paid yeah. the money. But I mean, if, I feel like at the end of the day, if you really take time, and want to learn. And yeah. some people will give you a tip. Most of the time when I was in school, I was like twenty five a haircut, and it was cool. haircuts were eight dollars. So yep. I mean, you still gonna make some money as long as you just. Willing to show them that you learn, right? want to learn.
3: I mean, well, if I messed up, I wouldn't even care. I'll be like, oh, I'm in school. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's
1: cold. Dang, the <laughs> instructor was like, <laughs> No, I,
3: I messed up one person really bad. I remember, but um, I was like willing to ask the instructors and stuff too. I went to a really good school, and I feel like we had instructors available, which is also like a very important point because that's not the case now so much. I feel there's like so much turnover that it's really hard for the students to get like a single, um, how can I say, idea of how to cut because there's a new person and then there's a new person and a new person, you know?
0: Yeah, it's tough to get instructors. I mean, yeah. one of the key things for me at my school, I just try to um, invest from within, from students who've been there, ask them to come back and do a demonstration oh, and cool. try to make them come back and practice teaching because yeah. one day they might want to be uh, platform, do something on another level at barber. So, if you can come back and, and, and give back what you've learned and kind of give back some sort of just remnants of confidence to a student who've been down, I think that's a positive. You can grow from within that way.
3: Yeah. And it's so exciting for the other students to see, like, oh my God, dude, they're teaching. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: yep, yep. That's major. That's major. Carmine, I wish we could keep going. We've been on it for like an hour already. But um again, just I, I appreciate you. Thank you. And this was okay. major. Um, what what you like about this podcast, John? What'd you pick up from it?
2: Um, I feel like it is very, uh, influential, you know, very, a lot of information. Um, obviously got somebody here that's been doing it for a very long time. So it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be nice for the students to listen and see where somebody that's not from here came from. And, uh, what's your Instagram again, uh, name again,
3: you C M I N a B C-M-I-N-A-B, and anybody could hit me up at any time.
0: What you think? Am I? Yeah, it
1: was dope. I always enjoy speaking to very experienced people and, uh, hearing interesting perspectives and uh, I really enjoy having you on here. Thank you for coming.
0: Yeah. I think it's amazing because it just give a perspective of um, women around the world, little girls, inspiration, understanding, Hey, barbering is it's it's not, it's not just for men. You can go in there and, and be a boss and make it, make it too. I mean, it's important to show the generation behind us. It's a, it's a broad and wide open field. And you don't have to be so many people tell their stories of how their parents kind of, kind of shot them down when they say they want to be a barber want to be a cosmetologist, want to go in this industry. Remember, it's your journey. It's your life to live and you have to take care of it and you have to manifest it if you want it. So what'd you think of today's podcast, Carmina?
3: I had so much fun. I've never interviewed with so many people. (laughs) (laughs) I get so excited. So sorry for interrupting. Mm -hmm. Um, I love sharing. I love students. I had such a good time and I love inspiring students too. So, um, I hope that we can do it again and send Definitely. me any email.
0: Definitely. So, what, and, and before you get off, what would you say to a student starting off or someone in school who's going through that, that struggling to be like, man, I'm not going to get it. I'm not making it. What are some ins- inspirational, inspiring words that you can say to Barbara students or cosmetology students, whatever?
3: Read the book. Like if you just read the book, literally start from chapter one, you're going to know more than everybody else and you're going to be so highly informed. You have time anyways, and you're there to learn. So start from the bottom and really build up those skills.
0: Yes, ma'am. And where you? Where are you again? Give a shout out to the cut, the Bay Area. Where are you?
3: California, <laughs>
0: <laughs> San Sandho- Jose. You said um the Bay Area, right?
3: I'm from the Bay Area. I live in the Central Valley. I live smack in the middle of California.
0: The, the Kings or the Warriors?
3: Uh oh! I don't watch. I don't watch basketball. <laughs> I'm a big Raider fan. And Las Vegas, Vegas fan Raiders.
0: Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. <laughs>
3: my heart is broken. So <laughs>
0: That's what's up. But again, spread the love. The Crown Cutsway is one way and the only way to make it happen. Shout out to Carmina to cut my guy and my joy. We back at it again making moves with the Barber College success. Spreading love, making it happen. And shout out to Feedspot for ranking us in the top 25 podcasts in the world. Giving love to the students of new barbers coming in. It's important to inspire you guys let you guys know, hey, don't shortcut the process. It's going to come. Take your time. Like Carmina said, get into that book. Get yes. into that book and boss it out and learn as much as you can learn. Because the more you learn, the more you earn. There should be no dead time in school. If there's something, if you're yes. not busy, get into the book. Roll the perm. Do something. Get, get some information. Enhance your skill. Get better. Get better day by day. Get better every day because it's important. Again, Barbara College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Cronkis Academy, J.C., and Cronkis Academy, Bristol, Virginia. Making it happen. He's coming. We're going we gonna to get up. We're going to talk again. I'm going to get you back on the podcast, and we're going to make it happen. Thank you, miss. Appreciate you. Right, thank Shout you. Shout out to the cut again. Boom. Carmina, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on this. <laughs> I'm <laughs> come on all... This.